Gonzaga Nation SI. I'm one of your hosts, Dan Dickow, here with the WCC Weekly Recap. It is Monday, February 7th. What a great week of WCC basketball. Uh, you're seeing a couple teams making their pitch for at-large berths. Unfortunately, you're seeing one team uh, in BYU in a little bit of a slide that if they're going to stay on that bubble, um, and we'll talk about bracketology updates later this week, if they're going to stay on that bubble and have a chance, they're going to have to get things turned around in a hurry, and that would be BYU. But let's get right to it. The WCC Weekly Recap. Gonzaga at 8-0, St. Mary's 7-1, now ranked number 22 in the AP poll. So congratulations to the Gales. Coach Randy Bennett uh, is doing a tremendous job there. Uh, but again, ranked 22 in the AP poll. That's awesome. Uh, USF 6-3 coming off a big win at BYU that we'll touch on in a minute. USD, the Toreros continuing to play well and surprise people, 6-5. and five. BYU struggling at 5-5. Five and five. Four consecutive losses. They're going to have to get things turned around in a hurry. The Portland Pilots 2-6 and six in Shantae Leggins' first season. Pacific at 2-6, LMU 2-7, and, and Pepperdine gets their first win of the year to now finish out at 1-9 leading into this week's games. So quick recap of the past week's games. Thursdays was a nice slate of games. Gonzaga had their first true road game in WCC play, um, and they go on the road and they win 92-62 to uh, against the Toreros. Chet Holmgren had 23 points. He continues to just absolutely uh, kind of continue to progress. Sorry, it's Gonzaga's second road win. They went down to Santa Clara earlier, um, but it seems like it's been so long since that game. But Chet Holmgren continues to impress 23 points. Um, you know, you can't say enough about him, the progress that he is making. Uh, you know, he's the number one recruit in the country. Uh, there's no way he's dropping below the number three pick in this upcoming NBA draft. The more I see the progress, the more I see the skill set. Um, if I'm the GM with that number one pick, I don't know how I don't take him with that first pick in the draft. Um, he is really showing all of the skill set, uh, all of the uniqueness, the toughness, uh, the intangibles that are necessary to be considered at that number one pick. So he continues to drive things for Gonzaga. On Thursday as well, Santa Clara continues uh, to really play well now that Joseph Rankich is back. They won 79-60 over Loyola Marymount. Pacific got a big win over Pepperdine, 79-76. USF goes into Provo and beats BYU, which is the big one everybody was waiting for. If USF were to lose that game, that would have been a sweep against BYU. And I would have thought I would think that you would start talking about them as being the on the outside, definitely looking in, having a lot of work left to do uh, to be in that NCAA tournament conversation. Uh, but I think they're solidly in now. Their net ranking as of now sits at a 32. Um, they've got an opportunity at home against Gonzaga. They still play St. Mary's, and then they've got the WCC tournament to continue to bolster their resume. Now, they're not out of the woods yet. They can't have any bad losses, but they are looking good. And in that game, uh, they, they absolutely dominated um, uh, BYU for quite 
some time. Uh, Masalski had a nice game, 16 points. They got production from other guys, Stefanini, Bouye as normal, Shabazz as normal. Uh, just a good all-around win for the Dons on the road in Provo. And then to wrap up Thursday's action, St. Mary's over University of Portland, 75-54. Um, you know, Portland's showing signs. They just, uh, you know, all the newcomers, all the youth, uh, there, there's a lot of things uh, that need work and help in Portland. But I tell you what, Shante Leggins is doing a nice job of getting them to compete um, because on Saturday night, as we move into Saturday's games, they really had a chance. They put up a dogfight uh, at home against USF, and that was, again, a must-win game for USF. I mentioned the big win against BYU. USF can't have any slip-ups against the bottom of the league, and that would have been big. Uh, USF goes into Portland. Uh, Portland was in the game late, but USF made the plays down the stretch to come out with the victory. Uh, they won on the road 74-71. Santa Clara, as mentioned, the strong play. They won at USD 79-66. The odd thing about Santa Clara now is they move into 69 to in the net, which means the Gonzaga win on the road earlier this year becomes a net quad one win, which is huge in the selection committee's eyes. Uh, a road win, quad one win is big time. Um, and that wasn't just a win. That was a 30-point or 40-point win. Uh, so that really shows the dominance of GU in the league right there. Pepperdine got their first win in league. 70-64 over Pacific. Pacific will be at Gonzaga on Thursday night. Um, so Pacific's got to get things squared away in a hurry. And then St. Mary's held off Loyola Marymount 71-60 in Moraga. You know, LMU, uh, they're sitting at 2-7, and seven, as we mentioned when we went through the standings. Uh, their talent, their roster uh, balance is better than uh, what their record indicates. They were preseason number four in the league. Uh, they've had injuries. They've had COVID delays. I, really, I feel bad for Stan Johnson in, in year two because he showed a lot of the promise with that team in year one. Year two hasn't gone as well. Um, but that being said, they're going to be a tough out for the higher seed in the WCC Conference Tournament. And I think big things uh, much improved things are on the horizon for Stan Johnson and Loyola Marymount. But the final game to chat about really quickly um, on the Saturday schedule of games the, over the past week was Gonzaga going to BYU, which is always a big, excited game for the crowd in Provo. It's an interesting game for Gonzaga fans to look forward to. But it was over in a hurry. Uh, I think BYU jumped out 4 nothing early, and then Gonzaga went on like a big 15-4 to run, something like that. Uh, and, and they, they kind of imposed their will early. Uh, and so really there was, no, there was no question about win or lose about 10 minutes in. It was just a matter of what the final score was going to be. And it ended up being uh, Gonzaga with a dominant win, 90-57 to in Provo, Utah. Again, uh, Chet Holmgren had a had a phenomenal game. You had great production from uh, Rajir Bolton, from Julian Strother. Drew Timmy had a quiet night, but you know the thing about him is he's a Player of the Year candidate, and when he sees teammates rolling, he's perfectly content and fine to take the back seat uh, and let them go. I think that's the beautiful one of the beautiful things about this Gonzaga team and program is uh, that is the case, and that has been the case on a number of occasions. Um, 
because, but I do think uh, Drew Timmy will be an All-American. Uh, I do think he still needs to be in strong consideration for Player of the Year candidacy. Uh, when you look at some of the other guys that are being mentioned, you know, Johnny Davis at Wisconsin, you're, you're seeing Kofi Cokeburn at, at Illinois, Shibwe at Kentucky, Obaji at Kansas. Yeah, these they're having nice years. Drew Timmy is still averaging 19 and 7.5, shooting 60% from the field on a team that's only lost two games. Then that's against Duke, and that's against Alabama when they were ranked top 15 in the country at the time. So uh, I think you, you can't sleep on Drew Timmy being in that player of the year conversation. Uh, but I think, unfortunately, with the emergence of Holmgren, some analysts that don't watch Gonzaga as closely are, are, are going to shy away from keeping Timmy in the conversation, which I think is unfortunate. But um, as I mentioned, St. Mary's now top 25. They're ranked 22. Gonzaga still up there. Texas Tech, a big win earlier in the year for Gonzaga. They're now in the top 10. They're sitting at number nine. UCLA, with a little bit of a slide, they dropped to 12. Duke is is really hanging tough, um, you know, by being ranked. Alabama has dropped a little bit in the rankings, uh, as has Texas. But great to see Texas Tech still uh, making uh, climbs in the polls. So that's that win be, for Gonzaga becomes uh, an even bigger indicator. Uh, when you look at some of the analytics of things, Gonzaga's offense, number two in the country in efficiency behind Purdue. Uh, I don't know if they're going to catch Purdue because Purdue's at an all-time rate with their offense right now. Um, but what they're doing is spectacular again. Uh, I think Gonzaga's led the country in offensive efficiency. Three of the last four years, they will at least be in the top three, barring anything crazy happens over the last four and a half, five weeks of the year. Um, so just something to keep an eye on. Uh, the net rankings in the league, Gonzaga won. St. Mary's at 20, USF 32, BYU 45, Santa Clara at 69. I mentioned Santa Clara because it's important. Any road top 75 win is a quad one win. Um, and so that's important because that elevates Gonzaga's win at Santa Clara to a quad one, which is big in potentially securing a one seed in the West, as well as potentially the number one overall seed. But let's look at this week of games. We're kind of back to almost a normal schedule. We've got three games early in the week on Tuesday. We got Pacific at USC, a Pac-12 school. Just both teams probably try and have an opening in their schedule, want to get at least another game in uh, and kind of work out some of their kinks. So I think that's a great game to see. If you want to watch it, it's on Pac-12 Networks. Uh, University of Portland at San Francisco on Tuesday. And then a big one, St. Mary's at Santa Clara. So if St. Mary's were to win it, that's a road one quad win. If Santa Clara is able to win on their home court, that would be a quad one win for them as well. And then their net rankings would really start to climb. And I would imagine them kind of being at that 60 mark. Now, the 60 mark, you're not going to get in the NCAA tournament. Uh, but you're moving in the right direction, um, and that it bolsters and helps the league. Thursday's slate of games, Pacific at Gonzaga, USD at St. Mary's, BYU at LMU tries to slow down and stop their four-game skid, and then Pepperdine at USF. Pepperdine uh, really struggling, but they've got talent, uh, albeit young talent, um, going on the road. Um, you're curious to see how they're going to compete 
uh, at USF, a difficult place to play. And then Saturday, a uh, tremendous slate of games again. Uh, the one to watch or one to watch is USF at Santa Clara. So again, you're talking about the quad one road wins that I talked about um, that could really bolster um, USF. It could also really bolster Santa Clara. I don't think, again, it's going to put them in the conversation, but it's going to really help the league uh, by them staying in that quad one uh, kind of uh, level. Uh, BYU is at Pepperdine on Saturday, LMU at University of Portland, and then the big one. St. Mary's comes to Spokane and plays Gonzaga. So uh, this team that Randy Bennett has, I think, was a little bit undervalued and, and underestimated coming into the season. Um, but they're sitting at 17-3 and three on the season, 7-1 in league. Um, they've played a tougher-than-normal uh, St. Mary's schedule, and they've really looked good throughout the course of this season. Matthias Toss is a big fella underneath, big, strong, wide body. He can post it. Uh, he's not necessarily going to stretch you too much from three, but he's good in dribble ball handoff situations. Uh, he's good at manipulating angles on a ball screen to be able to get roll and dive actions. Um, uh, Dukas is continuing to improve. Uh, Logan Johnson uh, is a capable scorer on the perimeter. Kuzi is still there as a point guard. Uh, and then their young fellow, Marshallonis, um, is a nice young guard who's always in attack mode, has a high IQ. Um, I think it's got a bright future in the WCC. So for Gonzaga Nation SI, I'm Dan Dickow. Lots of great action. We just recapped lots of tremendous action looking forward to this week. Uh, so don't forget to like, subscribe, and review the podcast. Not just this WCC weekly breakdown, but the shows with Adam Morrison and myself, Sack and Jack, Rob Sacre, our conversations with the Kennel Club. Like, subscribe, and review to all of it. So take care, have a great weekend, and it's shaping up to be another great week of WCC basketball action.